The information presented in this video is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease and has not been evaluated by the FDA. Please consult your physician before starting any medical regimen. Oh, yes, my friends, we have another exclusive interview for you today, one that you will need to share to the four corners of the earth because we're going to be asking questions and bringing you information that the mainstream media is absolutely ignoring. An emergency doctor blasting Bill Gates, the fake pandemic numbers now in question as the economy collapses. Rashid Batar, he graduated from Washington University with a double major in biology and theology before attending medical school at the University of Osteopathic Medicine and Health Sciences College of Medicine and Surgery. He trained in general surgery and emergency medicine and served as brigade surgeon and director of emergency medicine while serving in the U.S. Army. He is a board-certified clinical metal toxicology and preventative medicine. He is board-eligible in emergency medicine and has achieved fellowship status in three separate medical societies. Today, he serves as the medical director for the Centers for Advanced Medicine with clinics in California and North Carolina. These clinics specialize in the needs of patients with immune dysfunctions and toxicity issues usually manifesting in various conditions such as cancer, heart disease, and autism. And for over 20 years, he has been ranked as one of the top 50 doctors in the United States. His first book, The Nine Steps to Keep the Doctor Away, became a Wall Street Journal USA Today and Amazon bestseller and is now an international bestselling book translated into multiple languages. Now this week, a video he made called out the fraud that is being perpetuated across the world by the World Health Organization, the CDC, Bill Gates, the deep state, the mainstream media. It went viral with millions of views worldwide. Doctor, welcome to the program. Thank you, Gary. Appreciate it. Now, three weeks ago, you called this a conspiracy. You called out the hysteria being perpetuated to scare the world population based on false data. Now, it was Jerome Adams this week, the Surgeon General uh, and the Trump administration who agreed with you when they announced that they had dropped the World Health Organization and the CDC model and are now working with real numbers. Okay, this is directly from the White House. This is the Office of the Press Secretary. Now, Tuesday, the White House putting out this press release demanding accountability from the World Health Organization and committed to investigating the response, the false claims, and the cover-up. So explain to our viewers what led you to this discovery and how the numbers never supported their claims. Well, Gary, basically... I have patients from all over the world and patients were concerned about this and they asked and I put out in social media that, look, if you really want to know, I'll make a video about this. And I expected some people to respond. I had, I don't know, seven, 800 responses. Just, just yes, please give us, you know, get us the information. So I asked the question because you're hearing stuff about conspiracy, conspiracy. So those videos that we put out were actually asking the question, COVID-19 conspiracy question mark. And as I started looking at it, I mean, to me, it just didn't make any sense anyway. We deal with the hardest to deal with medical conditions anyway. So it wasn't a big deal. I just remember that when I heard about the coronavirus aspect, there was one particular component that we used intravenously a lot in our clinic, and I just made sure that we had 10 times the normal amount, and that was it. It wasn't a big deal. It didn't bother me. However, as I started looking at this information, as I started seeing that this is actually a chimeric version, something that was developed here in the United States in 2015, it was published in Nature magazine, 
that it was developed in the University of North Carolina Chapel Hills where all the initial studies were done. The chimeric research, despite having a moratorium by the US government to prevent any chimeric research, by the way, just so your audience understands, chimeric research basically means that they're taking a naturally occurring substance or virus in this case, and then mutating it, genetically modifying it, changing the configuration morphologically to gain function. It's called a gain of function study or gain of function research. And that basically means that they're making something that already may have some potential to cause harm, making it more harmful, making it more virulent, making it more resistant. And basically that's what I found that they took the SHC014 strain of the coronavirus, the surface antigen component and brought in the backbone from the SARS coronavirus, put them together and then inserted HIV and MERS orthologs on top of it to make a more virulent, more detrimental virus. Now, the thing is that- if I, can, if, I could, if I could jump in for just a moment here, because what I think you're talking about is uh, the moratorium that was placed and then $3.7 million from the Nas National Institute of Health was transferred to China so they could continue this research, even though the moratorium, so they basically outsourced this this research to China. Is this the same topic we're talking about here? This news is just breaking? Yes, this is exactly right. So it goes back to 2014, the US government decided based upon certain virologists at that time saying that, look, there's no justification for this kind of research. There's a potential to, for it to cause harm, cause a pandemic. So there's no justification for us to do this type of research. So the government passed a moratorium in 2014. Fauci approved budget uh, uh, approved budgets to be monies to be uh, sectioned for this type of research. So basically, and I'm getting really every time I think about this, it gets me really flustered because I'm so angry that he basically broke the law. He he more than broke the law. He created this entire casket that we're seeing with the world shutdown was created by this initial aspect back in 2015. He broke the law. He went against government moratoriums, he took taxpayer money and he funded research that has now led to the COVID-19. In 2017, he was documented at Georgetown University saying that there will be a pandemic that this presidency will face, that this term will face. How did he know that in 2017, that something was gonna happen in 2018, 19 or 2020? There's no, you can't predict the market from three days from today, what's gonna happen. How did he know that there was gonna be a pandemic? He stated, the president of this, this president will face a pandemic. The exact quotes, I, I don't want to say the exact words. You guys have the video footage. My point is that when somebody starts making these type of statements and then they were involved with the breaking of the law to fund the research that American taxpayers paid for, that then goes to Wuhan and now trying to create this diversion and say that it was China. God, I don't know whether it came from China or released in China, whether it was already released here. It's irrelevant. The complicity of what's going on right now, whether China, whether it was released in China or whether it was already here or however it happened, the US system has condoned it, has jumped on it. They're opportunistic. They're shutting down the economy when they know in fact that there's no basis. I mean, there's no virus that leaves six feet or 12 feet. Now they're saying 13 feet, complete misinformation. And I'm sorry that you've pulled the chain on me right now, but the mainstream media, when, they, when, when the Surgeon General came out and said that basically the Gates model, the Fauci model, the World Health Organization model was not gonna be followed anymore and they were gonna look at the actual data, the actual numbers, the mainstream media didn't respond at all. All they said was, 
it seems like we're going to be going to 2022 before people can assemble together. That's what ABC put out. And, and Fox, or was it New York Post put out, it seems like that the six feet of social distancing is not going to be sufficient. It needs to go to 13 feet. There is no virus bacteria that jumps 13 feet. It's just, it defies every logical aspect of science and medicine. And what really, really pisses me off is that there are thousands, tens of thousands of doctors and scientists out there that know that this is a fraud and they're not saying anything. Either one, they're scared of social ostracization because they're gonna be called out or, or social shaming, or they're afraid of, that they're gonna lose their license. For God's sake, this is changing the planet and every scientist and every doctor that knows this to be a facade needs to open their mouth and speak. There is every aspect of science has just been literally picked up, thrown in the toilet and flushed down. It's like everybody's ignoring it. The fundamental aspects of how the human system works is being ignored. Physiology is being just put in the garbage bin. Every aspect of virology and infectious disease is being ignored. Koch's postulate has been ignored. Every aspect. Then you've got false positives coming from testing that we know is not adequate. And then the testing that they are doing, like the RT-PCR, the real-time polymerase chain reaction testing, that's already been shown. It was actually the guy who developed it in the 1980s, Mollus, said that you cannot use this testing for diagnostic purposes. You have to use it only for the, the, the where something has a genomic sequence that's already been identified. You can't use it for diagnosis, yet they're using it for diagnosis. And when that's not enough to justify the number of deaths that, they're, that they've created this pandemic for, they're causing doctors and nurses to go back and change the death certificates to say COVID-19 is the first cause of death. And if that's not enough, now their mandate's being sent to every state, every doctor from every state medical board saying that there's no, necess there's no necessity to test. I got a letter like this myself. If they have symptoms, send them home. And then the, the mandate of listing the cause of death is COVID-19. The media propagating footage of hospitals and from one country to another country using the same footage, people, the same person dying multiple times, uh, use of mannequins to show that the people are dying and yet they can't even show ambulances that are doing anything. They're all parked. They're all sitting there. People are playing chess. They're playing card games because they're so idle. Nurses are being laid off right now because there's not enough work. But they're pushing this agenda of fear, fear, fear. The fear mongering itself will increase your adrenal output, will cause more stress, more emotional distraught. The emotional aspect, one side, now you're talking about the financial aspect. People are going to get stressed. Guess what that does? It reduces your immune system and makes you susceptible to viruses, bacteria, to many other things. But then to create this illusion over something like COVID-19, which nobody has yet demonstrated a single death from the actual virus, from the proper established accepted methodology that a virus has caused this death. Nobody's been able to do that. It's all based upon PCR testing. And Gary, I don't know whether you know this or not, all the way back to 1984, all the way up to now, 2018, there are multiple studies that show that if you've had the flu shot, especially the trivalent flu shot, false positives on COVID-19 testing. God knows what's been injected into people over the years. They really want to know cause of death. I want to know how many of these people that are supposedly died from COVID-19, which by the way, still the numbers are less than the seasonal flu. The number of deaths are still less than the seasonal flu. But I want to know how many of these people that died of supposed COVID-19 actually had a history of a vaccination, an adult vaccination in the last 10 years. That's what I want to know because of, the studies clearly show that if you've had a flu shot, you're going to test positive for COVID-19. So you got all this other stuff that's going on. They can't justify the numbers, so they're going to change the death certificates. They can't justify the numbers, so they're going to take different footage of different people and then attribute that to COVID-19. They just had, CBS had that nurse that was crying, saying, please give me a face mask so that I can 
uh, take care of people and I don't want to risk my family getting them infected. And then they find out that she's not hasn't worked in a in a hospital in a year and a half and she's some kind of a social media model. The amount of misrepresentation, deception, uh, diversion tactics to keep the public from knowing the truth. It's just unbelievable. So I cannot believe. So let's take it back to, to what you said at the beginning of this um of this fascinating statement you just made. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm blown away and all our viewers are right now. Um, but so we're gonna take this back. Is, is Fauci directly responsible for this pandemic because he maneuvered the money, he, he maneuvered around the moratorium, kept this chimeric research going in China. Is he, is he directly responsible for not just the pandemic, but also the response that's killed the economy, put, what, 17 to 22 million people out of work? Is, is Fauci directly responsible? I'm going to say this. I think that there, I've seen some petitions going around. I know Dr. Shiva said that Fauci should be, should be fired. I think that's the nicest thing that could be done to Fauci. I think he, should, he's a, he has show, he's a criminal. He's broken the law. He's gone against the government. I mean, that, that, to me, that seems like it's a traitorous thing to do when you when you the government has passed a regulation and he's at one of the highest levels in the NIH. He's, he's got a directorship at the NIH and then he breaks the law. He breaks the moratorium and then funds research against something that could potentially cause harm throughout the entire world. And he's in collusion with with the foreign government to do. I mean, I, I don't know. That, that's a matter for attorneys to decide. But I'll tell you something. Fauci goes back to 1981. In 1981, he called HIV AIDS the gay disease, and he was the one who funded uh, the, the research behind a drug three years before it was even established that there was a real virus. So the, the virus was established in 1984. In 1981, he was pushing the agenda of a drug prophylactically to treat people for a condition that has now been seen to be related to lifestyle, nutritional status, all sorts of other things. He was pushing the agenda to push a drug that caused so much harm as a prophylactic, just to prevent HIV. Now, this goes back 1981. We're talking 39 years. This guy has a history of pushing an agenda. Uh, here's a question that I want to ask you, Gary. Forget about the audience for a second. I just want to ask you a logical question. So here's the president. Regardless of whether you are for the president or against the president, forget about that. The man is elected. He's the president of the United States, and it is our responsibility as citizens to follow the directive of our commander in chief. Whether you agree or disagree, that he went through the process, he got elected. So get off that bandwagon, people, and stop making a big deal between the Democrats and Republicans. He's a president. He deserves our support. But now the president comes out and says there's a drug called hydroxychloroquine, which has been on the market for God knows 50, 60, 70 years, and another drug Zithromax, which has been, it's a, it's a macrolid that's been around for at least, that, that class of drugs has been around for at least 70, 80 years. Maybe Zithromax, um, maybe, maybe Zithromax has been around for, I don't know, 20 years, whatever the case is. These are established drugs. They're safe drugs. Using them in combination, they're doctors that have shown at least 99% uh, efficacy. They've shown hundreds and hundreds of patients that have treated. Nobody's died. Symptoms resolve within an hour, hour and a half to, to a day and a half, two days. Okay, so you've got this class. The president brings it out. And Fauci says, get this, Fauci says, unless there's some studies to show that, it should not be used. Yet he's promoting a vaccine that we have no idea what the hell that's going to do. And he's saying that's okay to use? I mean, if that does not show a conflict of interest, I don't know what does. People need to wake up and realize there is a massive criminal component 
to this. This entire world economy, the whole world economy shutting down, it comes back to one person, in my opinion, and that's Fauci. Now, there's other people that are involved with the charade, obviously, but Fauci is the person that they put up in the front, and Fauci is the one who had the ability to stop this. Fauci has told a friend of mine, Judy Mikowitz, who I was doing an interview with just about an hour earlier, she went to jail and spent five years. She was threatened by, by Fauci uh, 10 years ago when she came out to say that the viral studies and the research that she had done, and she was in charge of doing the research in Ebola to make it more virulent, the gain of function studies on Ebola. She was responsible for that. When she realized the stuff that she had developed and the stuff that she was researching was being used for nefarious purposes and she was gonna be a whistleblower, her career was threatened and more, her life was threatened. She refused to back down, she went forward and guess what they did? They framed her and they put her in jail for five years. She's got a book that came out today, uh, I believe called, uh, it's called Plague Something, it just came out today. I'm telling you right now, Fauci, it can all be traced back to Fauci, but Fauci is just one of the players. There's other people, and you can start looking at what the agenda is. It's wide open. Anybody can go in and do their own internet search. They just need to open their eyes, they need to open up their mind, and they need to be married to no decision or outcome. Just look at it for yourselves, people. You've got your brains, use your own brain, come up with your own sequence of events, how it happened, do the research, and you will, if you're following a logical sequential thought pattern, you'll come to the same conclusion. There's, there's no way that you can come up to any other conclusion. All roads lead back to the same place. Now, let's, let's take it back to another point you made, okay, regarding the, the classifications, the death classifications. What are you hearing from colleagues regarding those classifications or reclassifications uh, concerning CV? Okay, so I've had correspondence with many of the doctors that I've trained and some of the doctors that are friends of mine on a social setting. And they're all saying the same thing. They're saying that this is not viral. I don't know what it is, but it appears to be altitude sickness. It appears to be a hypoxic injury type scenario. And the doctors that have come out and actually stated this have been censored. My videos, three part three, part four, part three, part four, and part five were taken off YouTube after they hit like millions of views. YouTube censored it first and Facebook followed suit. Now there's certain videos that they've left up. They've left up part one, part two. We put out a video 48 hours ago, less than 48 hours ago. It was a five minute video about the Surgeon General and what he said and how the media is not covering it. And that one was, you know, had millions of views. But I know there are many doctors that are aware of this and anything. The doctors that have given me information, the doctors that have shared information with me that are in that setting, because I'm not doing emergency medicine now. I haven't for almost 20 years. I was trained in emergency medicine and general surgery, but my, my practice is dealing with cancer and other types of chronic disease, autism. We have patients from 93 countries. So I'm not dealing with the acute medical situation, but I have an end to many of the doctors that are taking care of it. And I'll just, I'll just read you some of the things. I mean, the, the doctor that from the ICU, uh, ER scenario that was in New York that whose video went viral, they shut him down. They censored the video. And why would you censor a doctor that's in the field, that's in the in the trenches, taking care of people? And what he's stating, why are they not covering, allowing him to be able to make his statements? You know, bottom line is this, Gary, when you have an acute care situation and you have a respiratory condition, the first thing that you want to remember is to maintain the airway. So in trauma medicine, in emergency medicine, we have what 
we call the ABCs of medicine. A is airway, B is breathing, C is circulation. So if the airway has, is a, has a potential of being compromised, you want to stabilize that airway. So how, are, how do you make sure that a person is able to maintain that airway? We start off easily with two liters of oxygen per nasal cannula. You can increase it to five, 10, whatever. At that point, then you can go to assisted breathing. You can go to uh, CPAP, which is continuous positive airway pressure. Then you can go to BiPAP, which is bi-level positive airway pressure. And there's studies that show that actually uh, CPAP or BiPAP is more effective than intubation. But as soon as you start intubating a person, now you've got many other things that happen. Okay, you've got the trauma, the barrel trauma from the mechanical ventilation, that's an issue. You've got um, aspiration pneumonia as an issue. You've got the actual intubation process that can cause uh, more inflammatory cascade and, and trauma to the to the airway. There's all sorts of different things. Once you start going into the intratracheal intubation part, there's all sorts of things that happen, potential problems. Now, what they've done is they have bypassed CPAP and BiPAP, they've completely bypassed it. They've taken people with respiratory conditions or respiratory stress and they've put them right into the intubation aspect. And the doctors that I'm getting feedback from are saying, yes, there is an increase in respiratory conditions of people having that in New York, but it's not viral. It doesn't seem to make sense. It says a hypoxic injury. It seems to be where the hemoglobin is disassociating. There's some kind of a disruption. And there is an explanation for all of that, but it's been completely ignored. It's, it's the, the videos that were censored, well, there was two, there was a letter and a number that was that was the keywords that made those things get censored. And that was Now, I don't know whether you want to talk about that. Nobody said caused COVID-19. That's what mainstream media is saying, that there's a conspiracy theory that caused COVID-19. Not even an idiot would say that, okay? Not even an idiot would say that. What we're saying is that is changing the cellular matrix. It's changing the morphological structure of the cell membrane and basically the specific thing is changing is the voltage gated calcium channels that allow efflux of calcium into the cell and efflux of calcium into the cell is pathognomonic for cancer. It causes a suppression of apoptosis and uncontrolled cellular proliferation. There are over 2000 published studies talking about the effect of is five, this is the next generation of internet. Our normal cell phones are between 500 and 900 Hertz. One G is one billion Hertz. The studies have been done to show between 1, 1.7 and 1.8 gigahertz or 1.7 to 1.8 billion hertz causing all sorts of different cancers and neurological implications. When fully rolled out, it's gonna be 30 gigahertz to 300 gigahertz. That's 30 billion to 300 billion hertz. Now, you don't telling me that that has nothing to do with this. I'm gonna tell you the complete outline of these six videos, Gary, in 30 seconds. First one, COVID-19 conspiracy, facts versus fiction. I'll outline the facts versus the fiction. The second one was COVID-19 conspiracy, question mark, toxicology ignored. Everybody's ignored the toxicology component. There's, there was, what happened in Wuhan? Outgassing of the incinerators causing massive, massive combustion of fossil fuel. People were inhaling this stuff. People were toxic. This went back to 2016, 2017, garnered international attention and BBC and CNN covered that, that how the Wuhan people were, were in outrage and there were public demonstrations because the quality air was so bad. These people were poisoned. And, and we've got chemtrails, we've got all these different things. We, we've all been, look at, look at what's happening with cigarettes, uh, with DDT and all the stuff that's been happening generationally and now recently glyphosate and all these other things, the opioid crisis, that our systems have been polluted with all sorts of chemicals. So toxicity is the first component that you gotta be aware of. So now we go, the third video is corrupted science. We've already talked about the COVID-19, how that was developed. The fourth video was immunity. Nobody said that causing COVID-19, but 
is suppressing your immune system. It's taking a person that's vulnerable and making them more vulnerable. If it's a healthy person, it's decreasing their immune systems and making them more vulnerable. That's what we're saying. And whether it's radio frequency, electromagnetic fields being generated from the whether it's dirty energy from electromagnetic fields that's been created, I don't know. I'm not an expert in that area. I don't, I'm not an expert in anything. I know how to deal with the human body. We have had numerous people from all sorts of walks of life, from all sorts of different parts of the world come to us with serious, serious disease. And I can tell you that if we can take care of that, this COVID-19 is not an issue. And it's not an issue for many doctors. There are hundreds, if not thousands of doctors that feel the exact same way I do. You can do ozone autohumor therapy. You can do vitamin C already in China that we're using that. You can just freaking take selenium. There's misinformation being propagated by mainstream media right now about selenium. Selenium is a birth control pill for any enveloped virus. If you're really concerned about it, up your selenium dose for the next 10 days. It's so simple. You can get it from any health food store, but yet they're pushing this agenda for a vaccine. Why? That's the question we need to be asking. Well, let's, Why? Ask, let's ask that question because what would you suggest is the motive for these world organizations pushing such blatantly false claims and spreading global panic? Gary, I don't know, you didn't cover my military history, but I served with the 5th Special Forces Group. I served with the 2nd Infantry Division. I served with the 101st Air Assault Division. I was attached to these units as a doctor. I was part of these organizations. And I can tell you that we do a lot of things in the name of God and country, but then later in life, as we mature a little bit, we ask ourselves, if that was for God and country, then why did I have to take off my dog tags? Why did I have to take off my American flag off my uniform God forbid, if unforeseen circumstances were to occur, that U.S. forces couldn't be acknowledged there. We have done a lot of things in the name of goodness and, and God and country under the pretense of public safety that are truly not right, not just the military. And, and many of my fellow veterans will attest to that. What is the agenda right now? Well, I don't know if you want me to go back and, and, and mention some things that could be really considered controversial, but. If you remember the first Gulf War, why did we go into the first Gulf War? Uh, do you remember, Gary? Well, well, the first Gulf War was, you know, that was Papa Bush, and he wanted to, you know, they had the babies in the incubators. They made up the, the entire uh, pretext to go in there and take out Saddam Hussein. The you know, pretext, that, but they never the, did. The pretext, right. So the, the pretext was really, the, I mean, what the media would told the world was that we, the United States, went in to protect the oil interests of Kuwait because Iraq had set fires on those on those wells. Do you remember that? I do remember that, yes. It was, it was to protect Kuwait. You, it was to protect Kuwait. I can tell you the name of the person, if you want me to, he, he was a first sergeant, and I hope he doesn't mind me saying it, I'll just say it, first sergeant Rafael Medina from Columbia, South Carolina, a very close friend of mine who served with me in Korea, and he told me, he said, sir, I don't know what's going on, but I can tell you that those fires, 300 of those fires, myself and 11 of my men in six dune buggies went out and set those fires, okay? That's the type of information that the media doesn't cover. We created that false flag event so that we could then justify our actions. What is the agenda right now? I believe it's the same agenda. It's a false flag event to then mandate mandatory vaccines. They're, they're mounting 5G towers everywhere. They've got toxicity all over the place from the outgassing, the combustion of fossil fuels, the chemtrails, all this different stuff. And then what are they doing? They're dumbing down the population. They're going to start giving vaccines. And the people that don't get the vaccines, they're going to basically be considered as dissidents. You know, people like me will be the shot in the head. People like you will be shot in the head or we will be quarantined in some kind of a concentration camp. They're going to put more RF chips than us to see who has had the vaccine, who hasn't had the vaccine. And then the people 
that are getting more and more sick because of the vaccine, they're going to say, oh, my God, look, more people are getting sick. We need more vaccines. More people are getting exposed to 5G. Oh, look, more people are getting sick. We need more vaccines. And it's going to be a cycle that they're going to keep on going over and over again today. I've got everybody digitized and they have RF chips and everybody. Now, you tell me something. The social distancing is six feet. The technology in the military has been there for 15 to 20 years where they can monitor a soldier as he's behind enemy lines. When they're moving, the special operators are always being tracked so that they can be protected, so the backup can be brought in, and they can be seen within a five-foot radius of where they're standing. This six-foot distancing, social distancing, this is absolute garbage. There's nothing that leaps six foot, first of all. The second thing is that these RF chips, you're telling me that when they insert these things in us, and which is the technology has been out there for four or five years, they've got private companies that are going out there and doing this. I've got video footage on part six already of showing people getting uh, RF chip. You don't think that the satellites or other monitoring devices are being able to pick up individuals? They're trying to desensitize us so that people understand, hey, social distancing is going to keep you safe, whereas in fact, what is being done is so that you, they can monitor us and see us together because if three or four or 10 or 20 people are together close, they can't tell if it's one person or 10 people. They want social distancing to imprint upon us now that this is something that's new now and everybody needs to do this for protection, whereas in fact, it's for more monitoring. It's for more uh, tracking. It's for more ability for them to decide who is who should be available to talk and, and work and who should be used as a dissident or, or classified as a dissident. and made quiet. So you asked me the question, you opened up the can of worms. That's what I believe. Some people may disagree with me. Most people may think I'm a lunatic. It doesn't make any difference because you know what? It's a part and parcel of what's been coming down the pipeline for years, for decades. The National Vaccine Initiative stamp out childhood disease. We're not going to have autism anymore. And autism was one in 10,000 in 1991. Now the numbers are one in 32. The CDC's own data shows that 1% of the world's population has autism. The CDC's own data, the population of the world right now is 7.7 .7 billion. That means 77 million people have autism. Caused from what? From the vaccines. And you're telling me that these, this new vaccine that, that Fauci is going to introduce and ignore the hydroxychloroquine and the Zithromax, you're telling me that, that that vaccine is something that I should be considering safe to introduce into my body, into my children's body? I'll be dead before that happens. There's no way that I'm going to allow anybody to take that, to take our sovereign right. Thomas Jefferson said that when a people allow a government to dictate the foods they put in their mouths and the medicines to take in their bodies, their souls will soon be in the same sorry state as those who live under tyranny. And that's exactly where we're going. Unless we rise and we and mass people go up and have public gatherings of thousands, 2,000, 3,000 people and show that there's nothing to worry about. There's nothing to fear but fear itself in the words of FDR. What are they going to do? Arrest 2,000, 3,000 people in every city? This is what's needed right now. And we have a small window of op opportunity because the Surgeon General already came out and said the numbers and the mainstream media is trying to desensitize it, block it, make sure that nobody knows about it. And they're upping their game. They're trying to tell people, no, not six feet of social distancing, 13 feet. No, it's not going to be in one year before you go back to work. It's going to be 2022. That's what these bastards are saying. And for what agenda? To further the agenda of the vaccine mandate. It doesn't make any sense. It's all smoke and mirrors. It's all lies. These numbers are not there. They Even the numbers they're using right now still don't equate to the seasonal flu. Still they're under it. That's why they're overinflating the numbers. That's why they're changing the death certificates. That's why they're telling nurses to get laid off so they can go back and change the, the, the cause of death. That's why they're changing the mandate. That's why they've got mannequins and they're filming one hospital and it's all staged. I've never seen an ICU like what they had on ABC. I'm thinking to myself, well, okay, it's Italy, so maybe that's how their ICUs look. 
Then they show the same thing in New York. And I'm like, wait a second, it's the same freaking footage. It's one lie upon another lie, Gary. And the American people, not just the American people, the world's citizens, the, this is affecting the entire world. You all need to realize and that this is a facade. And the scientists and the doctors that are keeping their mouths shut, if you're not part of the solution, you are part of the problem. You are creating and perpetuating a myth and you should be speaking out, not be worried about your own personal safety. Speak out the truth because the rest of the world needs it. Because you know what? I don't care what happens to me, Gary. I don't give a crap what happens to you or me. It's, it's irrelevant. What I do care about is my kids. What I do care about is my grandkids. I don't have any yet, but one day I will. About the future progeny, about all of our future projects, about the future of the human race. That's what I'm concerned about. I wanted to um, to come back and, and hit a point you mentioned about the percentages of individuals affected by vaccines. You brought up autism. Uh, but recently, Bill Gates, uh, he went on CNBC. We covered it here. And he said, and he, he said with a smile, it was very, very um, sinister, in fact. He said 700,000 people could be affected by his vaccine and that governments need to set up some kind of indemnification so that they're not held accountable for 700,000 people affected by the vaccine. He's admitting that. But, but when you have 700,000 people affected by a vaccine, but you also have the, the people who will be quote unquote protected from COVID-19, they say millions of people are going to be dead because of it and those numbers are revised, but they're accepting 700,000 people who will be affected, some killed, maimed. How, how do these people come up with this, um, this rationale and then they're gonna hold, make governments not held accountable for this when they mandate it? What's going on here? 700,000 deaths that he's talking about from this vaccine, I'm gonna tell you, all the projected deaths from COVID-19, whatever the number is, you can put nine zeros at the end of it. You can say the 7 billion people, that's what their goal is. It's not gonna be from COVID-19. It's not gonna be for H1N1. It's not gonna be from Zika. It's not gonna be from any of these other issues. It's going to be from the damn vaccines. It is, though those that know already understand this. You just need to listen to Dr. Judy Mikowitz and what she went through and how she was, her entire career, her life, they, they deemed her a fugitive from justice. They put her in jail. I'm telling you right now, these people, Gates, Fauci, and their entourage, their minions, if you were to take these people and put them in jail, you would see the world would be such an incredible, beautiful, abundant place. They have been pitting Jews against Muslims and Christians against Jews and black against white and Democrats against Republicans because they're trying to divide everyone so that they can be distracted. There's division, division, you divide and then you conquer. We need to understand that regardless of what different belief systems are, we are all part and parcel of the same species. We're humans and they have been, their agenda, they don't care about what color you are or what, what your belief system is. They just want to, I'm just coming out and I'm saying it, Gary, I'm sorry if everybody thinks I'm a loon here, I don't really care. There's a depopulation agenda. Bill Gates has been quoted to say depopulation through vaccination. Now, I don't understand how a person can come out and make these kind of statements and say 700,000 people are gonna be maimed. But I can tell you the 700,000 people are gonna be maimed from the vaccine. You need to add another three zeros to the end of it because that's how many people are gonna be blamed, but they're gonna blame it on the COVID-19 and justify, use that as a justification to vaccinate all more people. That's exactly what's happening. The, the, the people that say about anti-vaxxers and pro-vaxxers, and I've been labeled as an anti-vaxxer, I'm here to tell you I'm not anti-vaccine. I've never been anti-vaccine. What I am is anti-stupidity. 
because every aspect of the vaccination schedule that's being used in the human population defies every fundamental aspect of human physiology, every single aspect. The immune system isn't even able to mount a response till at least six months to a year, depending on the immunologist that you read, the, the, the literature that you read, it can be from two years to 14 years before the immune system is matured enough. We know that the immune system cannot even mount a response till the first six months of life, yet we're giving babies vaccinations on the first day of the planet? Why? Because for, for what reason? Well, because we wanna protect them. Protect them from what? What are you protecting them from? What are you protecting a child whose immune system isn't even capable of seroconverting by adding substances that have a, a, a vaccine that has an immunosuppressive component in there, such as nickel, aluminum, mercury, formaldehyde, and then you give adjuvants such as DNA fragments and adducts and human mutated human cell lines and other spe all this crap that you put into the body. Now you're giving somebody something to stimulate the immune system, yet you're suppressing their immune system with all the immune suppressants that are in it, and you're giving it a time when the immune system can't even respond. So tell me, where's the logic of this? There's no logic. And doctors are like robots and they keep on following this. This is this anybody who says, anybody who says that vaccines are necessary, they either are completely 100% ignorant or they have a suspect agenda, they're financially motivated by saying it because it's a blatant lie. There is no justification to put vaccines into the body at the first day on the planet because the body can't even respond to it. Gary, I'll make an analogy for you. We know how to walk, God gave us legs so we can walk, right? But man came along and said, we need to improve our modes of transportation. So now when we wanna go from here to South Africa, we fly. Similarly, the body has an immune system and God designed the immune system to work a certain way. So man comes along and says, hey, we want to make the immune system enhance it so that we are more protected. Okay, so far I'm all with you. And the concept of vaccine is sound. I got it, you introduce a foreign substance, that's exactly how the body works. Now, my question is, if I told you that every time you fly from here to any other place on the planet, you get on a plane, one out of 32 of you is either gonna die or have some type of neurological permanent disability, would you fly? Hmm. Uh, no. And that's exactly the point. Good concept with the vaccine, terrible product, terrible product. And, and here's the thing that I didn't know till my friend Del Bigtree uh, showed this in one of his presentations. Do you know that when you file a lawsuit against, uh, the, against a vaccine manufacturer, do you know who is named as the defendant in that lawsuit? No, I mean, I know about the vaccine injury courts, you know, the fund, well, but I don't know who's, I don't know who's named in the lawsuit who's named in the lawsuit is the Secretary of the Health and Human Services. Why, you may ask? Because in the 1980s, and I didn't know this, we go back to history, in the 1980s, the vaccine manufacturers came out and told Congress they needed a bailout. They said, there's so many people suing us because of the side effects, we need a bailout. President Reagan at that time said, this is not a good idea, but Congress approved it and bailed out the vaccine industry and said, we're gonna not take over the mandate of policing and studying and making sure that everything's done, the safety studies. And of course, just like typical fashion, the government, it was dropped, the ball was dropped. So now anytime somebody sues a vaccine manufacturer because they were bailed out from Congress going all the way back to 1980s, the defendant is no longer the vaccine industry, it is the government that is now has bailed them out. So the health and human secretary is named in that lawsuit as a defendant. And guess who you're fighting? Guess who the lawyers are on the opposite side? The Department of Justice. The Department of Justice is supposed to be to make sure that justice is being done, is fighting and representing the vaccine manufacturers against the injury to the common person. That's how 
contorted and distorted and screwed up our system is. It is time to clean it up. It's time to take the Gates and the Fauci's and having them held accountable for what they've done. Wow, that's uh, certainly something to consider here. And that is really, I believe, where things are going. Um, we're seeing uh, people like Dr. Shiva, yourself, myself, we're, we're calling for accountability in these leaders. And taking it back one more step, talking about the surveillance aspect, uh, we see Google, we see Apple, and these different apps now, they are working to track COVID patients. What kind of a precedent are we setting here? You mentioned RFID earlier, uh, and we do know that there is a specialized ink that they can put when they give you a vaccine that they can only be seen underneath the light. Uh, so what kind of precedent are we setting here regarding invasion of privacy as well as turning our sick into pariahs? Gary, I think that you're being very, very generous and very gentle because if you want to see what kind of precedent this is, I think you already know, you're smiling, so you already know this is a World War II precedent. This is no different than what happened to the Jews, how they were ostracized, how other people of color, or people of different belief systems were segregated and sent to the, the, the concentration camps. I mean, what's the difference between an ink that you can't see and an ink that you could see when they tattooed the Jews during World War II? What's the difference? It's the same thing, okay? There's already uh, information that goes back and shows Bill Gates's belief system, his his belief system, the eugenics and, and their history that goes all the way back to, you know, whether it's direct, indirect relationships with, with all the things that have happened from Nazi Germany. There's a five, six minute video that we're gonna be releasing tomorrow that was actually put out by, I believe it was InfoWars. It's a beautifully done five minute history of where it all started and where we are right now and how it connects it all. I mean, the amount of censorship that's going on right now, that in itself should be scary to people that there's things are being censored. You know, when people say, well, Dr. Vitar, where's your proof? Why isn't the media covering this? You know, if it's true, then everybody would be covering it. That's the whole point. Censorship has been created in order to prevent the dissemination of truth. And these media organizations are all inclusion. You know, I just had a huge hack job that, that uh, Huffington posted. Even people that are supposedly friendly to us with uh, in certain types of media, uh, I was contacted by two different sources that wanted me to wanted to interview me, but then both of them didn't want me to go into a certain area. And I told them, what? And they're like, well, we just don't want to cover that type of stuff. And I said, you know what? I'm being censored by the best. I'm being censored by the biggest, by YouTube and Facebook. I don't need you to tell me you know, what, what you're trying to censor me on. If, if I want to be censored, I'll just stick with YouTube and Facebook. So Gary, I appreciate you having the ability to and the desire to get the truth out. And I think that your name of your network, Next News Network, it's very appropriate because I believe that that's where people are gonna be tuning in for the source of information like Robert Scott Bell, you, there are many other people that are providing true information without censorship and they're being censored. So I appreciate the, the, the media that is the true media that is has journalistic integrity and reporting all sides. That's what I put my life on the line for. That's what millions of Americans have died during the first World War, the Second World War, the Vietnam, Korea was for freedom, freedom of speech. That's our first freedom, the freedom to bear arms, our second freedom. And that's what they've been trying to do. There's all the stuff about getting, being disarmed, being disarmed, being disarmed. If they disarm us, guess what happens? Then they can make anything happen. I have friends from all parts of the world over the last five, six years that have been telling me over and over again. These are people that are not U.S. citizens telling me. I hope you Americans understand. I hope you never give up your guns because if you do, then everything's lost because when America goes down, so does the rest of the world because we have the largest pub public group 
that is armed. We have so many retired military and law enforcement people out there. And I have a message for every law enforcement and every military, active duty or retired. I want you to remember these words. Every opportunity I'm getting to say this, I'm reminding them that you took an oath to defend the US Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. You remember that word domestic. And remember that if you're law enforcement active duty right now, military right now, when you're called upon to commit some type of action against the citizenry, remember you take off your uniform, you're the same way. Your kids are gonna be the same susceptible individuals as getting the RF chips and all this other stuff. They, they're gonna they're gonna be susceptible to the same poison. So it is illegal to follow an illegal order. So remember that. Remember that when you called to do something against citizens, remember that your job, the oath that you took was to protect those that can't be that, that can't protect themselves, protect those that are that are vulnerable, not to take advantage of them. So remember that oath, law enforcement and military active or retired, it doesn't make any difference. Remember your oath. Remember your oath, absolutely. Those are words to remember here. And for everyone watching right now, this, um, a lot of information here, a lot of information we put on the table and it's up to you now to take this information, share it with your friends, take the link to this video, put it in an email, share it, put it in a text message, share it, put it on Twitter, put it on Facebook, share the links and make this information widely disseminated because you're not gonna hear this information on the mainstream press. You're not gonna find it out there. They're not talking about these things, but we are here at the Next News Network uh, with Dr. Buttar. Um, Doctor, it's really been a pleasure to have you here. And do you have any final thoughts? Your, 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 what you want? You, you just gave a call out to the to the um, enlisted people, enlisted men and women, uh, former military. But what is your call to action for the average American watching right now? What do you want them? What is the most important thing you want them to take away as we are working our way through this pandemic? Gary, thank you for that opportunity. Uh, there's a there's a website, askdrbutar.com forward slash NNN. If you can go to that, that's for the natural, for the, for the next news network. We've set that link up. And if you go there, you'll have access to all the vaccine videos that uh, are being put out right now about Truth About Vaccine for a limited time for free. You'll have ac access to all the videos that we've put out the COVID-19 that have been censored completely for free, there's no cost. Huffington Post came out and tried to say that I was charging $450 for all this stuff. You know, I've got good news for Huffington Post. You're gonna be sued for slander. Um, there's not a single dime that it costs you to do that. You can join the IADFW, the International Association for a Disease-Free World if you want. There's no requirement for that, but the information and the resources are all there. And I want you to take those videos. We're gonna make those videos available to be downloaded because they can not They can censor it from, video, uh, from YouTube and Facebook, but they can't censor it from your own devices. And as Gary said, and I appreciate you saying that, Gary, get this information out into the hands of everybody else. If everybody has it, they can't censor anybody. They can't censor everybody. They may be able to censor some of us, but if it's in the hands of everybody, then they can't censor it. And that's what my call to action is, is go to that website, askdrbutar.com, that's askdrbuttr.com forward slash NNN. Get that stuff, get access to it, share it with your friends and family. And there's some tools there that are completely without any cost to you. Use them if you wanna use them, don't use them if you don't want, it doesn't make any difference to me. But get those videos downloaded and share them with your family and friends. That's all I ask. 
Doctor, thank you so much for joining us. Folks, you got your marching orders. You know what to do. Share this information across all your social platforms. As, as always, we welcome your comments. And uh, Doctor, we want to have you back on again soon. If you're ever in the Chicago area, we'd love to have you in studio uh, to have a real nice personal sit-down, long-form conversation uh, on our podcast. It'd be wonderful to have you. Um, but the information you presented today, the passion and the, and, and the truth is so important. And we hope that this translates to everyone watching. I know it is. I'm sitting here listening to, to what you're saying and I'm getting fired up and I'm excited to be able to present this information out to the American people. So doctor, welcome. Uh, we would love to have you back again another time. I, I appreciate that Gary and I'd love to be part of the show. Again. All right, thank you for joining us folks at home. You know what to do now. Hit the share button, comment below, and we will see you at the next report for the next news network. I'm Gary Franchi. You possess the power to impact the global narrative. Please share this report. And to get more videos like this, become the next news subscriber by clicking the link below. Thank you for watching the next news network. Thanks for watching the Next News Network. Tap here to subscribe to the channel to get the latest news and alerts. Tap here to watch our latest breaking news and our top stories. Tap here for our latest featured interviews. And make sure you tap here to get in on the new podcast, the Gcast, with my wife Angie and I. We'll see you at the next report. For the Next News Network, I'm Gary Franchi.